Hello and welcome to this week's 10 Minute Country with me, James Bacon, episode 51. My reaction to the C2C Festival lineup announcement. Yep, it's uh, it's that time of year. Thank you for listening in. Episode 51, the C2C announcement. Um, England's, the UK's, Europe's premier country music festival had its big um, lineup announcement on Monday night, and we all know now largely who's appearing um, on the main stage at the O2 and uh, Amsterdam and Berlin and Glasgow um, and Dublin um, next March. No uh, C2C announcement is uh, ever greeted with universal delight or universal derision. Uh, I always feel really sorry for the organisers of the festival because. Um, you know, you can't please uh, all the people all the time. You can't please some of the people all the time. You can't please any of the people any of the time. And, um, you know, one person's absolute legendary delight is another person's, oh, my God, um, I can't stand that artist. And, um, you know, social media, particularly the Facebook attendees group, has been abuzz with opinions uh, ever since. So I thought we'd do a podcast today. Um, to put our spin on it, to put my spin on it, and to try and wade through the arguments um, that have been uh, raging since Monday night's announcement. So for those of you with uh, without access to social media or your head in the sand, Friday the 13th of March in London, uh, we'll see Eric Church, The Cadillac 3, Charles Eston, and, and a, a new um, thing this year called Introducing Nashville, which is going to have Abby Anderson, Eric Pasley, and Tennille Towns on. And then Saturday the 14th of March, we'll see Darius Rucker, Old Dominion, Runaway June, and one other person to be added to the bill, or artists or group to be added to the bill, which we'll come to in a minute. And then Saturday the 15th of March in London, Luke Combs headlining, Brett Young, uh, the legend that is Tanya Tucker and uh, Jordan Davis are playing on that Sunday. And obviously the bill rotates around Glasgow and Dublin across that weekend as well. Um, there are other lots of other things to be announced. The songwriters uh, show on the Thursday night, after show party, headliners, spotlight. Uh, my particular favourite last year, the best hour and a half I spent across the whole festival last year was in um, one of the Bluebird sessions, which was absolutely brilliant. It was really nice location, big comfy chairs right in front of talented songwriters and artists uh, and away from the crowds and the thronging uh, noise of people rushing from stage to stage. And so I shall, I'm eagerly anticipating um, this year's Bluebird sessions already. Where we need to start first is those three headliners. Eric Church, Darius Rooker, Luke Combs. Okay, I personally think that might be the best, most consistent set of three headliners since the festival went into its three-day format a few years ago. Each one of those is a well-deserved headliner. Um, we don't need to say anything about Eric Church. He hasn't played in England since he last appeared at the C2C as one of country music's biggest artists um he is in a head-to-head -head battle in my opinion with carrie underwood this year for entertainer of the year in, in the cma awards and so to secure eric church um is absolutely brilliant i do i'm not sure about him appearing on a friday i know that radio 2 like to put the friday out um on live on their station and i think that secures their interest stroke funding and 
Friday is always the biggest, trickiest day to sell tickets for because people are working and, and you know, if you go on the Friday, you've got to take the day off work or you've got to get there if you're a, a Londoner fairly quick after work. So I think London struggles to sell tickets sometimes on a Friday. And if you look in the last few years, you know, Keith Urban uh, was there on a Friday last year. Tim and Faith were on a Friday before. The the organisers have started to put what, the perceived biggest name on the bill on the Friday. So, love Eric Church. I'd, just, I'd rather see him play in London on the Sunday and closing the whole thing down. But then you've got the problem on the Sunday of people leaving early to get trains and planes and automobiles back home. So, Luke Combs on the Sunday is a good pick because he will stop people from leaving early. He'll put on a fantastic show, wandering around the stage with his little red cup. And um, there will be a high energy, high octane, big finish to Sunday um, in London this year. So I think that's a great move. Some controversy with Darius and Luke being headliners um, in that Darius has played a few times before. He's just he's in the country right now with Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, so there's some people uh, with Darius fatigue, maybe. And um, Luke Combs has only done one album and, and an EP. Um, I know his second album is coming out in a couple of weeks, so he'll have two albums under his belt. But he is, without doubt, lightning in a bottle right now. He is the biggest selling country artist on the face of the planet, the hottest um, singer out there. And like it or not, you know, securing Eric Church and Luke Combs is definitely a coup for C2C. No women! I hear you cry. No women headliners, and actually not many women on the bill full stop this year. Um, That is poor, but I mean, if the women aren't available, I'm not sure what the artists can do. We don't know what goes into the booking procedure for this festival. It's okay, Um, all those keyboard warriors saying, well, what about Miranda Lambert? What about Carrie Underwood? What about Trisha Yearwood? You know, I'm sure C2C would love Trisha Yearwood to come over and play. Um, but if the inclination is not there or the cost is too high, then they just can't do it. I am surprised Miranda Lambert with a new album to plug um, isn't on the bill anywhere. But, you know, if she's got more lucrative plans or, um, you know, an attitude that says that she's not as fussed um, developing a fan base in the UK, then there's nothing the organisers can do about it. There has been um, a definite shift in the last two festivals that have been organised by Chris York, I think it is, um, away from the previous organiser, Millie Olican, and her obvious belief in the sort of gender balance. So there has been a swing back towards uh, a more male-orientated C2C in the last two festivals. Um, But the organisers have changed. And, you know, with a change of organiser comes a change of ethos. Yes, the festival still works very closely with the CMA, Um, and with labels like Sony and Big Machine. But, you know, the person sitting at the top has changed. And the ethos, I think, of um, of who to have on the bill uh, and whether we try and establish a gender balance or not um, has definitely changed. So there are more guys on the bill this year. Um, But again, you know, if Kelsey's not available, Marin's pregnant and has got no touring schedule organised for next year so that rules out her and the high women you know Miranda rules out her and Pistol Annie's I'm surprised Dixie Chicks have not been maybe they have maybe their touring schedule is incompatible with March shows in the UK maybe the cost that they're asking for is too high they can easily because they did on the last 
um, tour, play the UK arena circuit by themselves and potentially make a lot more money than just appearing at the C2C festival. So I do sympathise with those people who have um, worries and concerns about the lack of women on the bill, but you haven't seen what's coming on the spotlight stages, on the indigo. You know, Kaylee Hammock has already self-declared that she'll be at the festival and she's a hot brilliant, sassy, talented young artist who I have no doubt will set the indigo allowing to maybe even a spotlight stage. Uh, and we haven't seen what's coming on all the other stages yet. So whilst female representation is not maybe ideal on the main stage, I'm sure the organisers will work hard, um, you know, to bring over people like Kaylee Hammock and um, you know all the other talented younger female artists that could bring a bit more gender balance to the whole look of the festival and not just the main stage. The other issue I have, the slight worry I have, is with that introducing Nashville slot on a Friday. Um, you know that's a tricky slot that Friday slot because people are still making their way over to the arena from work. When Chase Rice opened um, this year, the arena was half empty. And the atmosphere wasn't great, and he did a fairly good job of, you know, uh, bringing in a bombastic up-tempo sound. But, you know, if Abby Anderson, Eric Pasley and Tennille Towns are sat on stools and almost trying to do a songwriter round, if that's the idea with introducing Nashville... I'm not sure what the atmosphere would be like. I'd have been tempted to do that on the Sunday and shove Jordan Davis into that opening slot on the Friday um, and, and go with the up-tempo opening. Um, I am worried that people won't be there or the atmosphere will be, you know, the atmosphere inside what is essentially just a huge aircraft hangar is not conducive to people sat on stools um, and, and telling stories on, a, on well, half past four or five o'clock on a Friday evening when, um, when not everybody is there. So I'd be interested to see if that introducing Nashville slot works. The bill is great. Cadillac 3 haven't played before, and they'll certainly rock the house before Eric Church comes on. You know, Charles Eston is very popular, touring the UK right now. Um, on the Saturday, Old Dominion and Runaway June will do a good job. Brett Young... I hope he brings a little bit of energy to that special guest slot on a Sunday because he's just a sort of a guy by himself. And often when I've seen Brett Young, he's been sitting down. He supported Lady Antebellum um, a few couple of years ago, sitting down, and um, does have quite a lot of mid to slow tempo songs. So um, I'm slightly concerned about Brett Young being so high up on the bill on the Sunday. Um, but Tanya Tucker is a legend that you know many country fans have been wanting to see in this country, and Jordan Davis, who set the stage on fire supporting Old Dominion recently, will do a good job there as well. So overall, I think it's a good bill. It's a surprising bill. You know, every every year there are sort of a number of artists, and again, we don't know how C two C go about their booking procedure. We don't know how many tens or hundreds of artists they put feelers out to and what comes back but I do remain surprised that people like Jake Owen, um, Lee Bryce, Chris Jansen aren't coming over to play this festival. I can't believe they either don't want to or haven't been asked because those artists you know are so heavily sought after uh, in this country. Big and Rich is another name that keeps coming up year after year that would do a damn good job on the stage but again we don't know whether 
Big Kenny and John Rich want to come over. So, you know, before we all jump on Facebook and start going, well, what about this person? What about this person? What about this person? We honestly don't know the the finances, the metrics, the attitudes, and how hard it, it is to get a bill like this put together. What I do know is that if you don't like this bill, there are plenty of other festivals now that have emerged in the UK from the Long Road to Black Deer to the Blackpool Festival to Dixie Fields to Buckle and Boots to FSA in Newark across the whole, you know, across the whole summer months um, where you can go and see um, the different umbrellas and the different genres that make up country in Americana. Um, C2C has changed over the years. I do think those early festivals, um, particularly when it was a two-day festival, um, the the mindset of the organisers was very much use the budget, bring over people that don't tour in the UK. But the country scene is a lot different five years, six years on now. And I think it's harder to bring people over. Uh, I think the gene pool and the available artists have been sort of plumbed to the point where there has to be repeat performers. Um, and, you know, at some point, C2C are going to reach a, a, a point where, you know, the Blake Shelton's um, are obviously not that interested in coming over. I'm surprised Dirks has never been back since 2015. Uh, and, you know, you people like your Jason Aldeans, your Florida Georgia Lines, your Luke Bryans don't seem to be that interested or of price themselves out um, of, of coming to this show. And the mindset, I think, has changed. The festival used to be about... Um, sh- you know, giving access to UK crowds to the artists that they never had a chance in hell of seeing. Now, I think the festival is more about breaking new music and exploring all those wonderful new artists that have come out in country music in the last four or five years. The festival to me isn't all about just what was happening on the main stage like it used to be four, five, six years ago. I I prefer the Indigo, I prefer the Bluebird Sessions songwriters on a Thursday night, all those different stages are a wonderful opportunity to check out brand new music. And, and, and without those stages, you know, we would never have discovered acts like Ashley McBride uh, and people like that. So I think you've got to look at this festival as a three-day, long-weekend music vacation. And if you're coming just for the main stage, you're missing out on really what the beating heart of the festival is these days. And that is, you know, commercial country, new acts, wonderful songwriters, lots of opportunity to see lots of different styles of commercial country music. And it isn't about the main stage. The issue is, though, then, when I, whenever you say that, is that people say, yeah, but the tickets are you know, quite expensive. I think it's £187 to get a decent seat for one day. Um, and I'm going to the CMA Fest next June uh, for four nights at the Nissan Stadium for less than I could see three nights um, at C2C. But again, we don't know where that the rest of the money goes into funding all the other stages and the artists. You know, they bring over a lot of artists. And I know some of them come over on their own dime, but there has to be, a, you know, the money which used to be primarily spent on those main stage artists, I think is spread around a lot more. And I think the budget is a lot less now for the main stage artists. And I think that's reflected in the last two or three years on the the sort of the, the type of artists that are appearing on the main stage now than would have been, say, in 2015 when Martina McBride opened 
um, open the show on the Saturday or the Sunday, was it? I can't quite remember. 